Hello, I'm Stephanie Milliner. Welcome to COVID Conversations, an introspective of the impact on nonprofits. In today's episode, we'll learn more about Joe's Movement Emporium, founded by Brooke Kidd in 1995. This nonprofit organization's mission is to offer a wide variety of high quality programming in the arts to celebrate the creativity of our young people, particularly those from underdeserved communities. This organization serves the Mount Rainier, Maryland area and Prince George's County's Gateway Arts District. Let's learn more about how COVID-19 has impacted this organization. So I am with Brooke Kidd. She is the founder of Joe's Movement Emporium. Mm -hmm. Okay. We are wearing our masks, so I believe that the sound will come through and be okay because we have to do COVID safety. So thank you, Brooke, for meeting me. I You're really so welcome, Stephanie. Um, you're taking your time out of your schedule. You talked. We talked on last month, and now we're here in person, which I'm excited about. Mm -hmm. So, if you could just tell me, like, how you got started with Joe's movement? Sure. Um, there were several choreographers that we all needed rehearsal space, and we were struggling to find uh, quality dance studios where they had time available. Um, or that were welcoming to independent dance artists. And so we worked together and found a space and just leased one storefront here in Mount Rainier for $1,000 a month mm -hmm. and formed a collective to manage the space. And that started us on the journey of combining uh, rehearsal space and support to artists and having those artists be involved in arts education programs and doing community events, especially site-specific performances to really engage community and celebrate the arts. How long have you been here? Uh, we're in our 26th year of wow. programming. Wow, that's amazing! Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And so you do, um, I've noticed you do, you do after-school events, you do theater, um, what other arts do you? Yeah, so our programs cover arts education, job training, and support to professional artists. And that includes uh, our artist partnership program where we allow very affordable rehearsals and studio space and have an active theater. Okay. And our job training program helps to feed into all of those operations and that we expose young adults ages 17 to 24 to creative industry jobs and nurture them through all of our work here at Joe's and with some of our partners. Okay, oh, that's fantastic. So I have some questions in regards to, because I know we're, all, we're in a year now into the pandemic, but to what extent has COVID-19 pandemic and related shutdown impacted your business here? Oh, greatly. Um, our, the performing arts are based on gathering and coming together and often in close spaces. Mm -hmm. So we've had to pivot quickly to provide virtual programs and restructure our use of space. Luckily, our performing arts center is 20,000 square feet, so we had room to welcome in small groups safely fairly early on, 
um, including our after-school program called Club Joe's and artist rehearsals and some classes. Uh, but we had to stop producing shows and we canceled dozens of events last year. Um, then we experimented with putting a stage in the back of our parking lot, okay. and that led to fundraising to create a more permanent stage, which we'll be installing hopefully in May. Okay. And uh, it'll be a beautiful deck with a canopy, and it will allow us to run a variety of programs, including shows uh, right outside. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Has your organization experienced any of the following as a result of the pandemic? Budget cuts, permanent layoffs, furloughs? Yes, all of the above. Okay. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. mm. Because there were some programs that stopped completely, such as some of our school-based um, arts integration activities where students would come here to receive arts programs during the school day. So that cut abruptly, and that was so sad. Uh, so then we had to furlough all of those teaching artists. Um, with less people in the building, we had to uh, lay off all of our front of house staff and um, other studio managers. A marketing um, coordinator resigned because of family needs at the beginning of the pandemic and we didn't fulfill that position because we had less programs yeah. um, and then our earned revenue really just evaporated in a month in a like you know in two weeks right. oh wow oh, <laughs> it wow. was you know february 2020 was a mostly normal and prosperous earned revenue scenario and then march it just bottomed out uh, we had um, some people continue to support us by paying fees, like our after-school program families um, continued making payments uh, through April. Um, and then we were able to begin to get loans um, like the PPP and some other emergency grants geared towards nonprofits and arts organizations. Okay, that's, that's awesome there, too. Do you see... Um, now that things are trickling, opening back up in small instances, did you see bringing back more, or you just want to see how it goes? Um, we are, we call it a thoughtful reopening strategy. Um, we are slowly adding more activities to the schedule um, that really won't kick in till mid-April that we you know, we're just going to go slowly and see how it goes. Okay. Um, we will still require everybody inside to be masked mm -hmm. at all times. Um, and, you know, just keep a pulse on things and pray that we continue to eradicate the virus. Right. Does your organization operate on a fiscal year or calendar year? Fiscal year? Fiscal year, okay. Okay. And so with... Fundraising, because I do know that some mm -hmm. of it is fundraising geared, um, and, and um, that's how most of the income revenue is, is generated. How has that percentage-wise impacted your programs here? Um, 
Because do you fundraise throughout the year, part of the year, every month, or how does that? <laughs> every day, every Stephanie. Day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, every day, okay. Um, I mean, our fundraising is such a mix okay. um, that we, you know, we've got some larger grants, we've got small grants. Okay. Um, we have individual and um, corporate giving is the hardest for us because mm -hmm. When you're a smaller organization, um, it's hard to get big multi-year chunks from corporate America. Um, also, Prince George's County has so it has such weird giving trends for corporate. Um, it's it, the the love is not spread far enough, and people and and companies tend to have a popular organization of like in a five-year period and be like oh they're the ones let's and they're like you're giving so we'll give and that can be really good but it needs to get spread in a strategic way um in order to benefit yeah in order to, to benefit um the biggest change this year has been we've had to stop doing special events like our gala mm -hmm. and you know, fill that with grants and and uh, other and individual giving because no one wants to go to a virtual gala again. We did that back in June. Yeah, it was so much work and very difficult. Yeah, and um, it's not the same. And it was an early enough in the pandemic that we could continue. We could get support, but now it's it's splintered and and people want to have something more unique for their sponsorship work. Okay. I like to have, um, I, would, I would like to, you know, um, anyone listening to our conversation here today, where can they go to learn more about Joe's Movement? Um, on our website okay. is joesmovement.org.org um, and then on social media, almost all of all it is Joe's Movement. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm definitely going to add that to our link here. And so I think I think I have a final question. So where do you see yourself and your organization if you could just pick six months from now? A year is kind of long, but mm -hmm. getting through, you know, people will start, like you said, things are open up, vaccines are available, and mm -hmm. where do you... Where, where do you see Joe's in six months? Great question. Um, I mean, I see us being able to inhabit indoor spaces with a little more proximity and so that we have, you know, 20, 25 people comfortably in this room again. Um, that we have a return to indoor performances uh, with some of the safety measures still in place, such as using our air purification machines, um, having a little more distance than we used to in the theater. Um, uh, I think the benefit could be to support artists to perform more shows to a smaller audience yeah. so that we can generate this, the, the revenue which in turn would support the field. The field exactly. Because our performing artists on a local level perform infrequently. 
And we need to really make sure that they have the resources to rehearse and perform, or we're going to lose them. The pandemic has forced a large percentage of active artists into other job sectors. Yeah, I know it's very difficult for the artists. I do have a friend who is a singer, and he's just... It's like, I don't know what to do, you know, and, and I know it's very difficult. And folks need a, a dependable income mm-hmm. yeah. and a solid income for the surviving in the pandemic. I think that can also be a silver lining moment because mm-hmm. the more artists that go into other industries, you're going to infuse creative people mm-hmm. in other uh, jobs, which is needed too. Yeah. And if we're going... If we're going to address major inequities like in healthcare, mm-hmm. we need to bring the artists because the yeah. they're going to figure out things. They're the out-of-the-box thinkers. They're the creative problem solvers. They're the ones who can, you know, keep going when other people are saying no. Yeah. And so I, I hope that happens. And I like that out of I like mm-hmm. how you said that. that. That's awesome. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can go with that. I yes. can do what you said. I'm gonna have to go back and and, and rewind this and write that down because that's exactly what that, yeah. that I really feel that. Well, I, I look forward to uh, Joe's having performances because I'm in the area. Yeah, and I will good. be coming here good. and bringing my son mm-hmm. and my husband. And yeah. I, I I look forward to even if it's the outdoor events or yeah. indoor events. We just want to get out. And I look yes. forward to it. And I'm going to keep t- in touch uh-huh. and keep tabs of <laughs> uh, what's going on here at Joe's. Mm-hmm. And I will, um, I look forward to coming back and, and, hey. and you know, bringing my son. He would love to hear, oh my gosh. He would, he would love good, to, good. To, to see, you know, what mm-hmm. you're doing. And, and I look forward to our performance. And so yeah. um, I really appreciate you taking the time to you come bet. back. And now we did uh, talk off record, but. I am going to come back mm-hmm. six months to a year and okay. we're going to have another conversation and find out what just happened. What, okay. um, how did it go? How did it go? What's <laughs> new? Because I know it's going to be some new and exciting things here yeah. and I look forward to that. Well, I should have been recording more all along. <laughs> so, this will <laughs> no. be good. So I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm.